0: And welcome to the Common Good Podcast, the podcast that showcases the very best of Glasgow Caledonian University and how the institution, its staff and its research benefits people and communities, both at home and overseas. My name is Craig Telford and I'm very pleased to welcome back Douglas Little, the Director of Estates, to talk about the University's Safe Return to Campus campaign and what GCU will look like when students and staff head back soon. Douglas, brilliant to see you again. Thanks very much for joining me.
1: Thanks a lot, Craig. Good to see you. Can't believe it was three months since we last
0: talked. It's been a hard
1: three months, that's all (laughs) I can say.
0: But it was even longer, in fact, it was actually back in May And it was six weeks after uh, we'd gone into lockdown. We spoke about how the campus was being maintained, what physical distancing might look like. And that podcast, that is the most popular episode of the Common Good podcast today. So I really feel I'm in the company of a celebrity just now.
1: Yeah, all I can say is (laughs) I listened to it once and didn't listen to it again.
0: (laughs) That was brilliant. It was very informative. And you came across really well on it, Douglas. So we're really today talking about All the preparation, how the last three months have looked and how difficult they've been for you and the team. And as we approach getting the students and the staff back onto campus, what that's going to look like. So tell me how have the last three months been?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think Craig, again, I think I used the word challenge in so many times in the last podcast, but you yeah, challenge again. Uh, I think we have really got the campus into a nice rhythm now of getting people back on in a nice systematic safe return. Um, I can go through that process. I don't want to bore too many people with the whole (laughs) process, but we can give a a highlight of how we go about that. Yeah, the buildings are now all back on stream with our Legionella testing and getting all our systems back up and running. We haven't brought them all back because of the energy usage again. I mean, the energy savings, I've got to say, have been quite astonishing. Our electricity bill has uh, certainly reduced, and our CHP, our combined heat and power system, has been generating most of our power just because of the capacities. So that's been a really saver, great investment when we did the Heart of Campus project. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, things have come on in the three months. We've seen a few more people back on campus, and we've been doing a lot of preparation work as well, setting up a lot of the timetabled
0: rooms, social distancing, etc. I was on the campus last week carrying out a filming project and it's really clear that a lot of hard work has gone into making GCU as safe as possible. There are signs everywhere telling you, for instance, where to enter and leave a building. There's hand sanitizers available at entrances and buildings. And I think students and staff will really be reassured when they go back that it's a safe environment for them.
1: Yeah, I think what we did is... We had all the buildings surveyed by our own staff and we did our, uh, our first pass at creating the one-way systems and the circulation routes. Today, I've been out on site and we've been reviewing that and we've changed one or two areas that we have sort of pinpoints, points, et cetera. So, yeah, the truth will be when we have more people come back on campus. But, yeah, we've tried to create as many one-way directional signage circulation routes clear signage so that should help we've cleared a lot of the furniture away from all the communal areas now so that we don't encourage people to sit close together yeah. social distancing um is the big fact we've set for toilets etc is one in one out basically putting the toilet locking outside of the entrance door so that that is just Totally clear that is one in one out, and things like the the use of lifts. There's clear signage that it should really be single, if possible, using the lift. But if not, face covering should be worn at all times. So, yeah, there's um, there's been a lot of work. I mean, we've got 13 buildings on campus. So when you've got the 13 buildings and you've got your signage, we've not we've not completed all the signages yet. We were hoping to have that done by next Friday.
0: Um, so it, it should look fine. What was the process like in pulling together a project to this scale? How did you and other teams around the university work in the campaign? Well, when we first started, we we, we, we had our first group meeting of
1: the estates Management Group, and that was always a, long, a long-standing committee. So we started that process, but we found that maybe there was too many aspects that we're trying to cover at the one meeting. So I think the way that we've set it out now in the university with estates feeding into the coordinating board, so you've got your different work streams, I think that makes it a lot, lot clearer. Mm -hmm. So we're on the estates and campus services work stream, so we're taking in all all the aspects of social distancing, timetabling, assisting departments and schools, uh, with our risk assessments and getting them safely back on campus where we can, so I think reporting th- through a weekly reporting system to coordinating board has made it a lot easier for ourselves. Rather than having the one big state's management group discussions, and I think it's a lot more clearer than what it was before. Mm-hmm. Still, a lot of work though, because to turn things around for one week weekly means that yeah, you've got to sort of turn the paperwork around and, and be thinking for the next week, etc. But yeah, it's fast moving. It's a fast moving process.
0: What's been the response like from staff who have been on campus? Have, have they been impressed by the work you've put in?
1: Yeah, I think we, there's a couple of areas in particular that we've set up. I think our first test was the the clearing area. And we, we put that into the, the Hamish Wood, the large lecture theatre, retractable lecture theatre area and we set up 40 workstations for clearing. So that was the first test coming on back on campus. I think that worked particularly well. You know, I think it showed that it could be done with your directional signage and really clear on your social distancing, fixed desks. And then we moved into assisting Robert Ruthven in the library. So that's now set up in a similar format on the ground floor of the library and also the CEE Cafe is now being transformed, looking a bit sparser than what it was before, but we've got 38 workstations socially distant with perspex screens, et cetera. So there's been some areas that uh, has changed quite a bit. We also assisted Division Sciences Clinic in getting their area set up, ready for, for, for them coming on board, so
0: yeah. Did you look at how other universities and other institutions had approached their own physical distancing measures when you were implementing this at GCU? I have quite a network
1: of uh, directors of estates. The, the Scottish network is quite quite robust. We, we we do talk to each other quite a lot. Um so, particularly with Glasgow Uni, although they're a different type of university than us, I do know the guys up there. They are former employees of Caledonian. So we've, we've been getting a lot of information of what they've been doing and they've actually been down on our campus having a look at us as well. So yeah, through that network that has been very valuable. I think also David Halliday and security for instance is in constant contact with his fellow colleagues elsewhere in the sector. And that's saying for everyone else like Kenny Allen for the, the building services and Therese Fraser for campus services. So yeah, we've been certainly doing our own thing, but also looking to see exactly where we can learn mm-hmm. and make things better. You know, so it's yeah, nobody has had this before, Craig. So you've got to sort of say this is new to us all. Yeah. You know, so every day is a school day, as they say. You know, so.
0: What about the area around the university? Are you doing any work with the council for on Cowcaddens Road, for instance? We've had regular dialogue with the council just on all the
1: social distancing measures that's been happening around the city centre. And Paulo Cruz, uh, our sustainability officer, and myself have met the council, uh, getting an overview of what they've been doing. You know, things around the campus, things like the social distancing, the pavements has been increased in Hope Street, North Hanover Street. Trying to encourage people to walk to work. I think also trying to encourage people to cycle where they can. The traffic light system, uh, the green man buttons have now been disabled and um, they are automated now to give more time for pedestrians to cross, trying to discourage car using where they can and trying to encourage people, yeah, basically to walk more Mm -hmm. into work. So yeah, the council are quite anxious to to know what we're up to as well and trying to get numbers of capacities of what we think are coming on campus so that they can be anticipating the sort of the population footfall around the campus and, and going to the college and going to Strathclyde as well I mean it's it's a student area yeah so yeah we we are in regular contact with them just to see what else is happening in the city how many people can we have on campus at the one time that, that was a topic that was discussed at, at sector level of how do we work out the capacities? And I think always you work your capacities out and how many toilets you've got. You know, <laughs> and, and that has always been a, 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 a capacity. When we did the heart of campus, that's how we could work out the phasing of, of the works. So the capacity, if you have the social distancing with your toilets, you can have about just over 4,000 People on, on on site, we wouldn't encourage four thousand to come on site. You yeah, four thousand is still quite a lot of yeah. a, of a population footfall coming. So, looking at the timetabling that we've done and taking an estimate per day, you know, I think we would be down to maybe a 1, thousand, eight hundred, a thousand, twelve hundred. You know, that 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 would be your your kind of daily capacities. And I think. To start off, that is more than enough to come onto campus. You know, we're trying to encourage a slow return, safe return. And I think looking at these figures, I think we've set up the campus ready for that. The catering outlet, for instance, there'll only be one catering outlet, and that'll be in the the library area. We will have a click and collect in operation as well, which will be in the Hamish Wood front foyer. So the catering provision will be
0: reduced but it should be ample for the amount of people that's coming on campus. I know at the moment if you want to get onto campus you've got to get in touch with David Halliday you've got to let him know in advance that you're going onto campus. How will it look like once learning and teaching starts back up?
1: Yeah I mean the buildings I mean at the moment we're in stage 3 the Scottish government guidance so strictly speaking we are preparing the campus for return. We have got one or two areas open like the Scottish Ambulance Service are, are, are in the building. We've got the Advanced Higher Hub has started this week for their teaching, and we've got the Vision Sciences. But strictly, we are still preparing the campus for return. When we go into the phase four uh, and go into the teaching, yeah, we will have, when I mean, the test and protect, you know, test and trace is the big aspect, and we will, we will be looking at, your know, how we can monitor who's coming on campus by by using student cards and staff cards. You know, and I think that is work in progress. But I think that is the way that um, we, we see that happening. Security guys will still play a major role, but I think everyone reporting into security office would certainly not work for social distancing <laughs> if you saw the size of the security office. Yeah. So, yeah, so there, there, there will be a system in place that, we make sure that we know uh, basically who's on campus
0: uh, on a daily basis. You mentioned at the start, Douglas, about some of the guidelines we've got in place, but I'd I'd like to take a look at them in a a bit more detail. One of the things you spoke about was moving around the university. We've got one-way systems in place, dedicated entrances and exits. Can you talk about those in a bit more detail? There are some buildings that will be easier to move around.
1: There's no doubt about it. Hamish Wood, I think I said in the last podcast, is uh, is a problem area just because of how tight the corridors are etc. I think one way around that one is to try and get the timetabled rooms down onto the ground floor which we have done and try and not have as much activity going further up the building. We've moved the Advanced Higher Hub for instance, they used to be on the, or they are on the sixth floor of Hamish Wood, we have now moved them over to the CEE building for their teaching so that we can get more Uh, circulation, social distancing measures in place for them. So I think the trick is to look at the areas and if you feel that they are tight moving around is try and move them into an an area that has probably got more space. You can't do that in all areas but and I think yeah, in some for instance going up Hamish Wood we have to have a keep left system in place so so that would be keep left with, of course, your your face coverings moving around that space, which is a bit more tight. In the other areas like the George Moore ground floor and Hamish Wood, we have got a one-way arrowed system, and that gives you definitely a, a lot more room to move around. And so, yeah, I think it's the age of the building and just the architecture has is, is given us challenges just on Hamish Wood, George Moore have got... Some aspects that have taken a bit more time, but some of the the newer buildings like Governor and Becky, etc. The corridors are a lot wider, which yeah. makes it a lot easier. What
0: well, about lifts and stairs? I know that at the moment capacity and lifts are limited to yeah. one person in some instances. Yeah, the lifts
1: are, are a sector-wide problem. You know, I think everyone has been discussing. Uh, I think that the, the two burning issues uh, are lift usage and ventilation systems you know and i think you know just touching on the lifts yeah as soon as you go into a confined space you have got issues with you know your social distancing and making sure that face coverings are worn within these areas we have put a signage up asking people where possible for them to use stairs and you know so we have ample lifts in the university, but they are designed to carry 28 to 30 persons. That is just not gonna happen. So I think it's all common sense that we need to, you only use a lift if you really, really need to. Uh, It's a difficult one and be considerate to other people. So yeah, lifts are are a problem. Ventilation, if I can maybe touch on that is, yeah, ventilation issues for COVID, As long as we have ventilation systems that are extract only, and we've got plenty fresh air coming in, that is not an issue. It's where you have um, systems that are recirculating. That's where you have your issues. And Kenny Allen Building Services has been looking at our building management system and making sure that we haven't got any of these systems in place and they've all been altered, ready for, for use. So, but as a sector issue, a lot of buildings and other universities have an issue with their ventilation systems, whereas we have been lucky that we do not have big bigger problem.
0: What about classrooms and lecture halls? I know they're going to be limited. And is that on a case-by-case basis?
1: Yeah, I think it's looking at the capacities, Craig, on the lecture theatres. You know, we have done all our social distancing calculations and the store guys have set up where we can the fixed lecture theatres where you cannot bring seats out we've had to to put signage up to say please do not use this seat or please use this seat you know so we're trying to you know make it highlight the areas that on fixed seating but where we can take the furniture away we have taken it away Uh, the capacities have been greatly reduced But I think we're set up, as for the timetable, the rooms that we can. It discounts a lot of the smaller rooms. You've got to use the larger rooms to get your your decent capacity. But, yeah, the old-fashioned fixed lecture theatres are the issue because you've still got the original seats there, but you've got to rely on people adhering to the social distancing Mm -hmm. and and not use the seats that are in use, Mm -hmm. that could be in use. What about workspaces? Workspaces individual investigations on these ones we're taking each risk assessment from schools and departments offices etc so you know we're relying on the heads of departments and the staff to sort of inform us how they would work within their workspace and we're trying to encourage that instead of for being on a workstation it would now be on a rota system or whatever but where possible we're trying to we have reconfigured some of the offices to allow the social distancing but you know open plan offices have their have their issues but i think most schools in in and around the university have adhered to looking at possible rota systems working from home etc so we haven't done a lot of work on,
0: on actual offices as yet, but that will come, yeah. And in terms of guidelines, is there anything in place for Caledonian Court, anything like that? Well, I think in the last one, Craig, the, the big challenge for us all was that
1: students were in lockdown and couldn't get home in Caledonian Court, from Caledonian Court. We've now moved on from there that we are preparing the residences for the new influx of students. Good to see that we've got quite a healthy number have accepted to come onto campus through the residences, but that gives us the challenge of making sure that they're safe coming into the environment. So, Therese Fraser and Lynn Ferrier and the team have been doing tremendous work on making sure that the students who come onto campus are fully aware of all the social distancing and the quarantine rules, etc. So yeah, over in Caledonian Court, we're lucky that it's actually a self-contained village. I'll call it, and we we can make sure that the students feel safe in that environment. But yeah, that's another test for us coming. You know, that will be in the next. I think there's a hundred and eighty-three students coming to Caledonian Court within the next week. So that's going to be the 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 the, the challenge of making sure that they settle in and you'll know, adhere to all our social distancing. I'm not going to say rules, but you'll...
0: Know, guidelines? Th- Aye, yeah. Just listening to you going through these guidelines, even though I've been on campus and I do feel reassured, I somehow feel more reassured that I can be safe when I'm in work, if, if I need to go back to work. Yeah, I mean,
1: I, I think other universities have different models, and I think we, we've got the right system in place some people might think it's it's cumbersome in areas you know filling up part A's of risk assessment and part B's et cetera, and you know going through the process and we have the weekly health and safety and wellbeing committee, and I think that's the right forum so that um, it can be debated mm-hmm. and approved where required so no I'm quite happy that the way the 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 system is going it's slow but very sure I think and I'm sure that GCU will come out of this well. Mm-hmm. We've just got to be very, very careful on uh, on what we're doing, especially with the current situation in the Glasgow area. Yeah. Um, I think it's, it's making sure that we give the staff and students the confidence that we care about their health and, and making sure that they, they are safe when they come on campus. And we can be flexible as well if guidance changes at any point. Very much so. I think what what we're doing is we're just making sure that we're following the guidance and we're adaptable to the guidance as well. And I think we always have been a multi-flexible type uh, institution that we can adapt to any situation. So, uh, yeah, very much so that I think we've got the systems in place that we can certainly bring any changes very quickly.
0: I think the Scottish guidance or government guidance changed. Are you looking forward to seeing all your hard work being put into action when, when students and staff are back on campus? Yeah,
1: I mean, slightly nervous, to be honest, Craig, because it's <laughs> been a wee while since the, the campus has, has been really bustling with people. I don't think we'll see these days for a wee while, but yeah, I'm sort of, I was nervous over things like clearing and and other areas that are coming on, but I think just seeing the campus getting set up, I'm excited to sort of see how it all works. I'm sure, I'm sure it'll work fine, and people will get into the way of how the campus will will, will look. It does look slightly different, just with you know the communal areas just looking slightly bare, etc. But that's just what this COVID period has brought.
0: Douglas, I thank heard. you so very much for joining me again. Brilliant to catch up with you.
1: No problem, Craig, and it's always good to talk to you. <laughs> That's very kind, Douglas. All right.
0: Thank you very much. I, I don't know
1: how you. that I don't I don't know how that'll go this time, Craig. We talk <laughs> some this,
0: don't we? I th- I think people will like it. Whether or not it beats the chart topper from me, we'll have to I'll read. not, I'll not. <laughs> I'll <laughs> not. would right. really like to thank everyone for listening to and I hope you can join us again soon when we'll be chatting with another member of staff from Glasgow Caledonian University. In the meantime, please subscribe to this podcast via Apple Podcasts, Spotify or wherever you're listening to us from. And while you're at it, leave us a positive review. Until then, I've been Craig Telfer and this has been Common Good Podcast.